It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Tuesday morning at Wax. Good morning, shake of the day, baby. It's chore time. Jill is taking some vacation here at the uh, end of the year, so we'll be doing the chores alone this week, but I I think we can get them done. Thanks for being along. Six degrees right now with a wind chill, about six below, but we'll uh, talk about temperatures warming up as we get uh, closer to New Year's. In the middle of the week here, we're going to see temperatures, some folks probably going to see 40 on Thursday. Not everybody, but uh, some folks will. As we look at uh, temperatures this morning, all above zero temperature-wise, some colder wind chills, of course, as we always have this time of the year with some breeze out there. But uh, we'll take a look at the chores this morning, including what that uh, spending bill that the uh, government is going to stay open with. And uh, that uh, $1.7 trillion bill has some things in it for agriculture, as you might expect. We'll look at that. And uh, Renewable Fuels Association happy about what some of the car manufacturers are saying about uh, using ethanol in their vehicles. The cheese, the cheese makers honoring some folks, including folks from our area. And uh, who knows what else we'll get into this morning. We're, oh, I know what we're going to hear. We're going to hear more from uh, Case Poizinga, who is our farmer from Ukraine, and also another young lady. Her name is Dr. Antonina Kerbin, and uh, she's from the Ukraine, but she and her children left Ukraine when the bombing started. In fact, her husband is still in Ukraine. She and her children, two children, walked to Poland. And uh, they walked a few days to get to Poland, and then they came to the United States. She was a Fulbright scholar at Kansas State University, and when all this happened, Kansas State University reached out to her, the College of Agriculture out there in Manhattan, Kansas, to come back and uh, do some work and be on the faculty, and that's what she has done. So she is now at Manhattan, Kansas, Kansas State. And uh, both of them have, um, we asked a question about, uh, you know, how much did you lose this year cropping-wise and farming-wise, and how you planning for next year? So we're going to hear from those two. So we'll get an update as they hope they can get together and have some kind of a peace meeting coming up in February. Of course, that war started last February, Putin's crazy bombing of Ukraine, and they're hoping that they can get that war ended and... uh, I don't know, Putin, I don't know. It's hard to say what will happen, but uh, again, we're going to hear from those two folks that were with us at our Farm Broadcasters Convention in Kansas City last month. So uh, lots to do this morning. We're about four minutes away from uh, 5 o'clock, and we'll tell you how much it's going to warm up. Boy, oh boy, from last week to this week, with the wind chill, about 70 degrees difference maybe, something like that. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And remember last week we were talking about weather, wind chills, going to be, oh boy, 35 below, something like that. Well, they're going to be 35 above, so <laughs> maybe 40 for some folks on Thursday, but 23 today, partly cloudy, and just down to 20 overnight, and then cloudy tomorrow, about 35. Thursday, a chance of precipitation, and that's why I say rain is a good thing. Might see some rain on Thursday, because uh, around here, about 39. Down south, there are going to be folks in the 40s. As a pretty nice warm week, usually it's the other way around. We come up to New Year's. And it gets bitterly cold. This year it was Christmas, bitterly cold. And New Year's, not going to be bad. New Year's Eve, 36. New Year's Day, 34. That's not bad. Right now it's 6 above in Eau Claire with the wind chill. It's about 6 below zero this morning. And around the area, everybody's within 4 or 5 degrees of each other from Rice Lake all the way. Rice Lake is 7, Milwaukee's 9. It's on a Tuesday morning. Happy New Year's. We get closer to 2023. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some goings on this morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The White House is denouncing a decision by Republican leaders to bus migrants to Vice President Harris's residence in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. Chris Caraccio has the story. 
On Monday, a spokesman for the Biden administration called it a cruel, dangerous, and shameful stunt. Busloads of migrants were said to be dropped off in below freezing temperatures on Christmas Eve. They were reportedly taken to the area by Texas Governor Greg Abbott in his latest move to send people crossing the southern border to Democratic-run cities. This comes after the Supreme Court temporarily stopped the expiration of Title 42 last week, which allows border officials to turn away asylum seekers for public health concerns. I'm Chris Caraggio. At least 50 are dead as the death toll from last week's winter storm continues to rise. Nearly 30 of those deaths were in western New York, where frigid Arctic air and more than 40 inches of snow created the region's worst weather disaster in decades. Hurricane force winds and whiteout conditions left people stranded on highways and trapped in their homes. President Biden has offered federal assistance to the area as it tries to dig out. More moderate temperatures are expected in the coming days, but travel could still be hazardous. A man accused of killing a woman from San Diego in Oregon earlier this month is now behind bars following a nationwide manhunt. Eddie McCovern reports. 43-year-old Jose Caraballo, the boyfriend of 27-year-old Catherine Mulbach, was arrested for second-degree murder after Mulbach's body was found in Powell Butte Nature Park. The two met in San Diego County but moved to Portland last year to start a business. The couple's eight-month-old son, along with Mulbach's son from a previous relationship, are safe with family in San Diego. I'm Eddie McCoven. And the Denver Broncos have fired their head coach. The team announced that Nathaniel Hackett was let go after a 51-14 loss to the Los Angeles Rams on Christmas Day. The Broncos are 4-11, having won only one game since their bye week in early November. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Now maybe Nathaniel Hackett will be coming back to the uh, Packers. That's where he was before he went out to Denver. He was... Three years, I think, uh, quarterback's coach or an offensive coach of some kind. So wish him well. That's tough. That's a tough Christmas present, but his team just wasn't good. And speaking of football, Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State tonight, the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix. And this will be kind of a bittersweet game. Jim Leonard's last game, our hometown boy from up in the Tony area, Flambeau High School, and he's going to be... On the sidelines, supposedly in charge, Luke Fickle will be there, but uh, supposedly Jimmy Leonard is going to be calling the shots as the interim head coach. His last game with the Badgers, he said he's leaving as of yet. We don't know where he's going, but we all obviously wish him well. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, weather a whole lot better this week than it was a week ago. Today, partly cloudy, 23. It's going to get balmy almost around here. Down to 20 overnight. That's 20 above. And then tomorrow, 35. Thursday, 39 around here. That means some folks down south of us with some southerly breezes going to be in the 40s on Thursday. And again, getting into New Year's weekend, not bad. 33 on Friday, partly cloudy. Saturday and Sunday, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, both cloudy, both in the mid-30s. A whole lot different than Christmas weekend, as we said. Everybody's pretty close together temperature-wise this morning from north to south. Rice Lake, 7. Medford, Wausau, 6. Marshfield, Lacrosse, 4. Green Bay, 7. It's 8 degrees in Madison and Sun Prairie, and it's 9 in Milwaukee, and it's six above here in Eau Claire, but there's a little breeze out there. Makes the windshield feel about six below. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I guess we know the market's being brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance, and we'll hear more from Rural Mutual Insurance as we go along this morning. But taking a look at the markets, and again, with the holidays on a Sunday... Markets are pretty much as they normally are. Not going to be much shutdown as uh, we look at uh, the weekend. But uh, the trade did open up yesterday. Choice fed beef steers and heifers in the Monday trade, 150 to 160, with the mixed steers and heifers, 140 to 150. Choice fed Holstein steers, 130 to 138. The select and silage fed, 119 to 129. Cows, 75 to 85. The bulls, 80 to 90. The hog trade last week had uh, butcher hogs, 43 to 68. The sows, 42 to 43. Boars, 17 and a half and down. Shorn market lambs, 115 to 126. The feeder lambs, 75 cents to $2 as we get into some of those uh, more specialized markets this week. Yesterday at the Mercantile Exchange, cattle prices were higher, hogs were lower. February live cattle, 157.75 up 45. We had April up a half a dollar at 161.82. 
June up 57 at 157.85. Feeder cattle for January, 184 even. That was up two. March, 186.75 up 30. April, 190.25 up 35. May feeder cattle, 193.27 up 35. And August at 202.55, that was up 35. As we said, hogs were down. February, lean hog carcass contracts, 87.82 at the close. Down a dollar twenty-two. April hogs ninety-five thirty-seven. Down sixty-five. May down forty at one hundred point seventy-two. And June at one hundred eight seventy-five. Down twenty cents. Board of Trade was higher yesterday, mainly because of the cold making it a tough goal. And overnight higher again. March corn up five to six cents overnight at six sixty-six a bushel. Oats up nine at three sixty-three. March wheat up thirteen cents overnight, sitting at seven seventy-six this morning. Soybeans up twelve at fourteen eighty-four on that March contract, and meal up three dollars a ton at four hundred fifty-one dollars and thirty cents. Cheese prices a little higher yesterday. Barrels up three and a half, one seventy-nine and a half. Blocks up a nickel at two twelve and a quarter. Butter down another eight cents, two thirty-nine and a half. The holiday baking demand is uh, is gone, among other factors. December class three down two at twenty fifty-three. The January up twenty-one at nineteen forty-six. February class three up fifteen at eighteen sixty-seven. March and April were both up two cents. March eighteen sixty-three. April eighteen ninety-nine. As those prices were mixed out through next fall. And we're going to hear from the folks from Ukraine once again, a little bit more of what they've been going through since this past February. That's coming up on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's go back to the Ukraine where they're struggling. Hopefully have a peace conference with the crazy man Putin. Coming up here in February, I know they'd like it sooner than that, but uh, you're dealing with an irrational being over there in Russia. But uh, two people came to our farm conference. You already heard from Case Porsinga, the farmer, the dairy farmer in the western part of the country, and hear from him again. Also, uh, Dr. Antonina Carbon, she is now at Kansas State University in Manhattan, Kansas, where during her school years, she was a Fulbright scholar, and then she went back to Ukraine to teach agriculture in Ukraine. Folks heard about her plight in Ukraine from Kansas State. They invited her to come back, so she walked with her kids to Poland. She said it took a few days to get there, but then they got to Poland, and then they could exit visas to come to the United States, and uh, she's been in uh, Manhattan, Kansas, working at Kansas State University since then. Her husband is still in Ukraine. But uh, she and Case Porzingis sat in front of farm broadcasters and talked about some of the challenges they were going through in that country. I had a chance to ask him about the 2022 harvest, how big it really was, how much crop was lost because of the bombings, and uh, how are they planning for 2023? They got fuel, they got seed, they got fertilizer, they got other chemicals. And uh, first off, Dr. Antonina Kerbin explaining some of the things they've been going through in 2022 as far as crops. We lost around 25% of our arable land, and that is because of bombing. It was physically destroyed and also occupied areas. But uh, talking about crops, this year we harvested almost 30%, more than 30% less than previously. And it's mean that not only uh, Ukraine will not get enough uh, income from selling this uh, uh, crops, this uh, grain, but also the world will not get that food from us. For next year, it seems to me even more complicated uh, because for this year, farmers um, were more, you know, thinking perspective and uh, they had some fertilizers uh, stored before, right, and uh, some seeds. But now for next year, it's getting much more complicated because, uh, first of all, there is some shortage of uh, fertilizers and the prices are higher and prices for fuel, so the inputs would be higher. And, uh, of course, we have... uh, 
some uh, shortage of seeds. Uh, some uh, banks of seeds been destroyed as well. So it's even hard to um, genetically um, create new varieties. So we will definitely need some support to get this. And talking about American support for now, there is a project uh, which now uh, currently is taking place in the in Ukraine, this AGRI, um, uh, supported by USAID. Um, and they really working hard to help us to solve this problem. But we still will have less uh, harvest next year, at least th the same 30% as this year. I can, I, I can add like, the Russians are intentionally bombing civilian infrastructure. They are destroying the electricity infrastructure. And we have a few very big uh, nitrogen fertilizer uh, plants in Ukraine, and they can't work now because they don't have the electricity and, and gas obviously also comes from Russia. So that's also in short supply. Um, so they don't produce nitrogen. And you all know that uh, not using nitrogen on your corn or your wheat uh, that dra dramatically decreases your yield and inequality. So uh, yeah, next year is going to be a bigger problem yield-wise than, uh, than this year. And paradoxically enough, uh, this year, uh, the farmers in the east, in the Donbass area, they had uh, their highest yields ever They're because of favorable weather conditions. As Antonina said, they they already were prepared for, for the season, which we are now finishing. So they had the fertilizer, everything was on that, on that field, and they had very good yields. But again, difficulties to, to export it. You know, There's, the truckers are not all very willing to drive in the direction of the front line and bring that uh, commodities to to the Black Sea port. So, um, and that also creates liquidity, liquidity problems for the farmers with which they cannot buy the expensive fertilizers which have gone th uh, through the roof. Yeah, so the worst is yet, uh, is still to come if we, if we don't solve this quickly. And again, from uh, literally... Folks been on the ground over there. One farmer, another one was a teacher, and now she's at Kansas State. But again, serious challenge over there. And of course, it's getting cold in Ukraine, just as it does in our part of the world. And the challenges do continue. Hopefully, they'll get together in February. But again, not looking good because Ukraine, remember, was, uh, I believe, the number two corn exporter in the world before we got to this. And uh, it's. Uh, Sad situation over there. Hopefully it's getting better, but uh, they still got a lot of work to do to stop the Russian shelling. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at some of the news in Agri. Coming up, we're going to uh, hear from Randy Romanski, or Pam Yonke down in Madison. Went over to the office of Mr. Romanski there our state ag secretary, and kind of wrapped up the year in agriculture. That's coming up. Well, that funding bill that Congress passed to keep the government operating includes a lot for agriculture, about $27 billion for natural disaster aid, including almost $4 billion to the uh, Department of Agriculture to help farmers who had natural disasters in 2022. Now, that includes helping farmers who suffered losses in crop production, dairy products, and on-farm stored commodities caused by drought, wildfires, hurricane derachos, excessive heat, tornadoes, winter storms, freezing conditions, a polar vortex, and excessive moisture. I'd say that about covers the waterfront, doesn't it? But one thing they didn't get in this, and something that we, you know, said for years and years and years, when are they going to see the light and get something done? For farmers looking for hired help, though, that Senate backed down when it came to reforming the H-2A guest worker program in that new spending bill. Senate leaders decided not to allow a vote on the amendment, which would have allowed more year-round farm workers and make it easier for farm workers already working here to get their visas approved. The bill also would have legalized current farm workers who are in the country illegally. Western producers are especially unhappy since their reliance on immigrant labor has gone up about 60% from 2015. They just can't find the help out west. And it uh, lingers all the way across the country, but the uh, Senate just, uh, I don't know why, they will not vote 
on reforming H-2A. They want to get something out of it for themselves. Coming up, a conversation with Randy Romanski, our Agriculture Secretary, wrapping up 2022 in Wisconsin as far as agriculture is concerned. It's almost 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, it's 6 degrees out there, 23 today. By Thursday, we should be right around 40. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's that time of the year when we start looking back on what are the top stories in agriculture in 2022 and what's ahead for next year. But really, 2022 is a up and down year in agriculture. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's barn, or the world's longest barn. And Pam, you talked to the, the leader of agriculture in Wisconsin. What's his evaluation of 2022? Well, I'll tell you, if his schedule is any judge, it's going to be busy. It was hard to nail down Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski so busy trying to uh, wrap up initiatives or introduce new opportunities all across the state of Wisconsin. It ranges in everything from trying to find uh, recruits for the meat processing industry, trying to help young people understand uh, what career opportunities are out there in agriculture. Culture, and it's always monitoring other developments like the Dairy Innovation Hub. We sat down and talked about it all, and I asked Randy Romanski to basically start off uh, giving me his perspective on what he saw in 2022. As you said, Bob, both the highs and the challenges. Well, it's it's an interesting year. Every year kind of has its own uh, shape and form, but, you know, since we've been through the, the, the pandemic, I mean, 22 is a odd year. I mean, this is the year where we had pretty decent weather, pretty decent crop, mm-hmm. pretty decent prices, right? I mean, that, those are all really good things. And then farmers, you know, they get stuck with prices that they have to pay higher. That's a challenge. It's something that's beyond people's control. But the thing that I always focus on is, as I look back on the year, is farmers adapt. You know, you see it all the time and you they can tell you how they're operating differently now than they were a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. So that always kind of makes me think about the, the unique nature of every year. The one thing I'll say, and I, I guess I've learned this from being around for a while and being fortunate enough to be in this job, is I'll share this with people because the, sometimes they hear the story, nobody gets along. And what I can say is that policymakers are listening. You know, there are some things going on right now that are that are really positive for the state, really positive for agriculture. And what I would say is it's happening because uh, the governor and the legislature agree on things more often than people are led to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some programmatic things that happen. There's some funding things that have happened. Really positive developments for agriculture. So that doesn't happen if people aren't getting along. And that that's what I look back on with positivity. And then the other thing I would say is, uh, and this is a continuing thing. Our, our agency is here to be a resource mm-hmm. to farmers, to consumers, to businesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want people to know that, that we're here to be that resource and we cover a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. As I look back on the year, those are the things that I, I kind of focus on. You know, and Randy and I talk quite often about some of the things program by program. And really, 2022 has been a very strong year as far as programs, grants, continuing campaigns that, again, if you put them on a list, it's a pretty long list. It really is. And, you know, it's, oh, how do you operate? And I always think you play to your strengths. Yeah. And Wisconsin, it's, it's great. I mean, we we got a great story to tell. It, it, agriculture is a economic engine for the state of Wisconsin. We're known internationally for quality of products and the kind of products. That, that's a great place to start. But you got to keep investing. You got to keep thinking ahead down the road. What what does this all mean? And what I would say to people who might be out there listening is feel comfortable telling your story and sharing your experience. Mm -hmm. You're your own best PR department. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure that people know what you do and how you do it, whether it's uh, the things you do to protect your soil and your water, Mm because that's your neighbor's soil and that's your neighbor's water, or how you produce a product. Those are all really important things. And whether you're talking to somebody at the local grocery store or if we're on one of our trade missions someplace out in the world, people want to know how sustainably uh, Wisconsin products are produced. And there again, Pam, Wisconsin farmers and processors got a great story to tell. You know, you talk about how we've been successful in working together in Wisconsin. Now we've got a 2023 Farm Bill, and although obviously that's a federal uh, mandate, still those individual voices of Wisconsin farmers, agribusinesses, agri-service providers, rural community leaders, that really matters maybe in 2023 more than ever. 
it really resonates. So again, I'll go back to something I mentioned before. Feel comfortable telling your story, share your experience. That phone call that you make, whether it's to an association that you're a member of Mm -hmm. or it's to your uh, congressperson or your U.S. senator, pick up the phone and be willing to call them and tell them what is important to you and why. So is research an important thing for you? Tell them yes and why. Is uh, food safety important? Tell them yes and why. Things that help with uh, conservation efforts. Those are all things that are going to be part of this discussion in the Farm Bill. Part of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. And those are the things that that we've been talking about collectively so that we can speak with one voice. So Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I encourage people to think about what matters to them and then share their thoughts with their, with their uh, member of Congress or their U.S. Senator, because it matters. Obviously, policy is going to be something that we focus on in 2023. So, Randy, we've we've uh, hit the ball out of the park this year to a large extent with our support of agriculture exports here in Wisconsin. We've got the Dairy Innovation Hub. We've got our producer-led uh, watershed grants, a lot of those good things. Now, in 2023, is there anything that you're currently seeing on the burner, anything that we'll hear more about as we get into 2023? I think you mentioned a couple of things that uh, that bear continued investment. With exports, we've got a five-year plan. Our goal is to, to meet the standards, meet the, the benchmarks that were set for us. And so we're going to work with Wisconsin companies, Wisconsin businesses, try to market products all around the world because we've got, a, again, got a great story to tell, got great products to, to share with the world. That's something that we'll continue to uh, put effort into. Uh, producer-led watershed grant program and other kinds of soil and water health initiatives. You know this, Pam. It all starts on the ground. Having good productive farmland and keeping that land where it's at instead of having it run off is really important. Uh, So I think that's always going to be a foundation effort for our agency. I'll tell you something else that we've been working uh, more in is the area of workforce. And you hear it all the time. Everybody's looking for, for workers. We're not the workforce development agency in the state of Wisconsin. That's the Department of Workforce Development. But we are developing relationships with them, the Department of Public Instruction, to try to build pathways for people who want to get involved in agriculture. We have to get that next generation engaged. we got to get them engaged now. Uh, and that that's our future workforce. And I tell you, the young people that we come across, whether it's our Ag Youth Council or all those great FFA uh, students that are out there, they're the future and the future looks bright. But we got to keep them engaged, keep them here in Wisconsin. That's a selfish thing, uh, but it's it's the you know it's important for us. And then how do we engage other people? Who might not have grown up on a farm? We got to be talking to those young people too. So those are the, those are some of the things that we want to get and stay involved with because it's important to us as an agency and as an employer. But we know how important it is to the agriculture industry. Everybody's saying that they need good, hardworking, right. qualified people. So we'll we'll try to be a resource there too. Well, and we, you've made fantastic efforts in trying to shore up our Wisconsin meat processors. At first, it was supply chain issues that they were dealing with. Just just pure logistics. And now, more recently and for the foreseeable future, it is about that technical skill level. And you're not opposed to working with everybody. You said workforce development. Some of the candidates coming looking for a job in agriculture might not look like our uh, traditional candidates of the past, but technical colleges, everybody's kind of at play with this. It's really true, and it's it's kind of a hand-in-hand situation. I think we've worked to address some of those resiliency and supply chain issues by getting some funding out to the processors so that they can invest, they can modernize, they can expand. That's great. That's step one. But now you got to have people who are ready to step into those jobs. Uh, and we don't want that to be that choke point. So it's important that we do work with everybody and we start as early as we can. So we've yeah. got programs that are being developed for high schools. Mm-hmm. We give people an uh, idea of what it's like to be involved in a, in a career in the meat industry in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can't think of a better state to be involved with it. It's important here. All the way to the technical college, the, the universities, Madison, River Falls, and Platteville have all been great yeah. to work with. 
But the other thing I would say, Pam, is it doesn't stop there either. We are working with that group of uh, of educators for training programs for people who are already in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. training them up even further, giving them even more tools to be even more successful. And that's pretty exciting too, uh, because we're getting positive feedback from processors who are saying, "Yeah, I'm going to send a couple of my employees to that training." Uh, you know, HACCP training, you bet. I'm going to get some people there. Uh, and that's good feedback for us to have. It means that we're trying to hit that mark and we're working with people to get there. And again, that's Randy Romanski visiting with our Pam Yonke down there in Madison. What's ahead? What we went through agriculturally in Wisconsin in 2022. And, of course, with the governor getting reelected, I would expect Randy Romanski will be staying on. I think it's standard procedure, I think. I know federally it is, but I think in the state it's also all the secretaries hand in their resignation, and then the governor either rips them up or says thank you. But I would expect Randy Romanski will be staying on as our agriculture secretary. Haven't heard anything different. Randy Romanski. All right, what do we got now? Markets, because the markets are all going full speed ahead again today with the holidays on Sunday. Lots of activity. We'll find out what happened on Monday over at Premier Livestock. Rocky will join us next. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out how the markets are going this week. Monday activity is behind us, but a full week of marketing ahead. Rocky joins us. Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And Rocky, I take it you and the family had a good Christmas. We did. We did. You betcha. Oh, that's good. And looking forward to big New Year's celebration do you have over there in Lublin, down uh, Main Dragon, Lublin? I suppose it'll be wild on New Year's Eve, huh? It'll probably be about like another day. So. <laughs> well, maybe that's better that way. How did the yep. markets go yesterday over there? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday, Monday's auction shaped up. We sold 900 head of livestock yesterday. Fed cattle traded steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 135 to 148. Selects, 123 to 134. Choice B steers and heifers, 135 to 149. Market cows traded stronger yesterday. High yielding cows from 75 to 92. Most cows, 58 to 74. Market bulls high yielding from 88 to 98. Lower yielding, 87 and down. Organic Market cows sold every Monday, mostly from seventy-five to a dollar ten. Lower yielding, lightweight, seventy-four and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, mostly from eighty-five to one hundred and ninety-five per head. Your beef calves, one twenty-five to three twenty-five. This week we got two dairy cattle auctions. Uh, today, Tuesday, we have our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, if you're looking for dairy heifers or you're selling dairy heifers, definitely want to be a part of this uh, sale today. Uh, you can bring them heifers up to ten thirty today, uh, like to have them in earlier for preg checks but expecting 250 to 350 head of dairy heifers then tomorrow wednesday we get a big dairy cattle auction uh, we have two complete herd dispersals we do have one herd of certified organic uh, crossbreds and holsteins we have another conventional herd really really a good top-notch crossbred herd uh, they're averaging over 70 pounds of milk their parlor freestall top cows milking over 100 pounds lots of top reputation loads of fresh cows quality He's going to be excellent again. A uh, full list of those consignments on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, don't forget, we also have a hay auction every Wednesday at 930. Questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Uh, next machinery auction will be March 24th. Call in those consignments. If you want to talk about equipment, give us a call. And uh, that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. About 70 degrees difference this week from uh, last week with that wind blowing. It makes it a little easier to be around the bar. Oh, yeah. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's The wind is that's, that's unbelievable what that can do. Oh, it's really bad. But uh, enjoy this week, and uh, we'll talk to you in the morning. Everything now, everything I said, and I hope I was right, everything is normal this week, right? Correct, correct, yep. You uh, bet. We're going to have holidays. We like them to land this way. So. <laughs> All right, well, that's the way they're happening. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Again, markets uh, as normal because of the, uh, well, Saturday, New Year's Eve, Sunday, New Year's Day, and then back to work as we get into the new year on Monday once again. Well, it is changing. Mother Nature. I think she's got it mixed up. Usually New Year's Eve is a weekend where it's bitterly cold like we had last week, but 
Not this year. Let's find out. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13 this morning. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Good. I thought you might be outside today, but you didn't go outside. No, we were a little shorthanded this morning, oh, okay. so uh, stayed inside. But, man, I tell you what, I was uh, I, I walked outside this morning to obviously get here, and I was like, man, let's break out the shorts and break out the flip-flops or something. What is this? Don't, don't say that too loud because there'll be these kids. The greatest thing, I, a couple well, it's a couple of years ago now, I was driving down my street, and there was a kid uh, blowing snow, blowing snow with his shorts. He was blowing oh, snow with his shorts. He had, a, he had a T-shirt and shorts on, and he was blowing snow. <laughs> So, you know, I took a picture and put it on Facebook, but I said, only in Wisconsin. But, yeah, right. Uh, you know, and there are people that wear shorts year-round. They they wore shorts last week. Yeah, that's true. I, I saw a lot of that in North Dakota when uh, living there. But yeah, that's, uh, people are tough, that's for sure. Tough's a word for it. Well, that's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a few others, but boy, yeah. what a difference. I mean, we're talking... With the wind chills and everything else last week and what we're looking at Wednesday, Thursday, 70, 75 degrees difference. Yeah, exactly. And today even, don't uh, don't scoff at today because it'll be a little closer to average, which compared to last week will feel a lot warmer as we'll have a partly to mostly cloudy sky with temperatures into about the mid-20s today. And later on tonight, we'll keep that wind out of the south and we'll keep cloud cover hanging around. So we're not going to dip that far. In fact, some of us may stay into the 20s and other places dipping into the upper teens. But the next couple of days, mostly cloudy tomorrow into the mid-30s. Low 30s for our lows tomorrow night. Again, that is another mild evening. And then Thursday, we could make a run at the 40-degree mark. But that also brings us a chance at some rain showers uh, heading our way that may last into Thursday night. However, those will be, again, few and far in between. And then Friday, we dial back the temperatures just slightly. We'll have more sunshine, low 30s for our highs. And then going into Saturday, it brings us uh, just another chance at some uh, rain and maybe snow showers mixed in with that as our highs into the mid-30s. Again, those will be few and far in between. But then we are tracking the possibility of another weather maker that's heading our way into Monday after a quiet New Year's Day and a high still into the low to mid-30s. But, of course, that's something that we'll track over the next couple of days. And at the moment, we do have some clouds hanging around and a temperature of 7 degrees in Eau Claire. You know, I looked at the temperatures across the state from north to south in this time of the year. I don't remember them being this close. Like, Rikes Lake is 7, Milwaukee is 9. Yeah, that's uh, they're they're very close to one another. Boy, I guess so. And I bet a lot of New Year's Eve parties will be around the bonfires. They'll put bonfires and celebrate outside. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. Huh? I might even partake. There you go. You're invited. <laughs> well, thanks, Bob. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mike. Absolutely. Have a good one. There he goes. Mike Dandrio over there at Skywarn 13 taking a look at the weather on wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll get to some markets. There was market activity uh, yesterday. We'll go to Sparta. We'll go to Stratford and uh, get you updated on the Board of Trade and all the elevators. But uh, taking a look at that funding bill, the government passed $1.7 trillion. Conservation agencies came out well in that new spending bill. It calls for no cuts to mandatory spending for any USDA Farm Bill conservation programs. Natural Resource Conservation Service getting $914 million for operations, including more than $800 million for conservation technical assistance and another $925 million for the emergency watershed protection programs. The Forest Service also getting about $350 million for their state and federal assistance programs, while the EPA is getting $182 million for non-point source management programs. Also, a just-released survey by the Renewable Fuels Association shows a vast majority of automakers approve E15 ethanol for use in 2023 cars and trucks. Now, new to that list is Mitsubishi, which approves the fuel for the first time ever in its vehicles. RFA officials say that means that as of the 2023 model year, more than 94% of the cars and light-duty vehicles on the road are approved to use E15. Only Mercedes-Benz, Mazda, and Volvo do not list E15 as a recommended fuel in their vehicles. Currently, there are more than 5,600 gas stations across the country selling flex fuels with about 2,800 offering E15. So uh, that's an interesting uh, move as far as... Uh, 
corn ethanol industry is concerned. Also, uh, floriculture, and floriculture is a, is a big business uh, in Wisconsin and expanding. And uh, beginning, well, right about now, late December, the Department of Agriculture's National Ag Statistics Service will conduct the 2023 Commercial Floriculture Survey with approximately 900 producers throughout Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Growers will be asked to provide information on production area, sales of floriculture commodities, and the number of agricultural workers on their operations. And if NAS does not receive a grower's completed questionnaire, by the end of this week, December 30th, a representative may reach out to arrange an interview. And again, this is always kept confidential, and you can uh, complete the survey if you're in the floriculture business, and if you've gotten this survey request, you can complete it by mail, phone, or online. So again, it's uh, it's going to be uh, taken from 17 major producing states in all 50 states. So again, uh, that's uh, in progress right now, and if you've got one of those, get it in by December 30th or Big Brother will be calling on you. We're 19 minutes before 6 o'clock, and uh, we've got more news to take a look at, and we've also got some markets we're going to get at. But one of the things we want to do right now is find out what's going on in some of the other news around our part of the area. For that, Morgan McCarthy, always ready with a smile on her face. She must have had an awfully good Christmas Good morning, Morgan. What's going on? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We know a death investigation is underway in Portage County after a man's body was found in the town of Hull. The victim was recovered in the morning in a walkway, and police consider the death to be suspicious. As an autopsy is being conducted in Madison right now, the victim's name will be released once the family is notified. In headlines nearer to us, we now know who was involved in that holiday robbery that happened at the Senex in Gilman. So that's Taylor County. It was reported that the man entered that Senex in dark clothing, wearing gloves and a mask, asked for money, and then left on foot, eventually fleeing in a vehicle. Well, as a result, and a search warrant, 36-year-old Tommy Lee Wilkes was eventually arrested and taken into custody for that Christmas Eve robbery. Well, it works out to be about 8,300 gallons a minute. That's what crews in Waukesha say a water main burst is pouring out. It spilled a million gallons of water in just two hours. It happened along West Ave and Hoover and Prospect. This was yesterday morning. Crews had to turn off water service to the whole area. The break was sealed by about 6.30 in the evening, so quite a lot of water over the course of the day. Waukesha officials say the cold weather likely caused that water main to burst. Here in our area, Eau Claire County looks to spend some of the last of coronavirus stimulus money on power and water. The county board last week voted to spend more than a half million dollars on solar panels for the county courthouse and a new water testing program. That money is the latest of the unrestricted portion of that $20 million that Eau Claire County received as part of the whole stimulus program. In addition to the courthouse, the county plans to add solar panels to the Eau Claire County Egg and Resource Center in Altoona as well. Well, isn't she lovely? Fond du Lac Native is crowned Miss Wisconsin. Miss Wisconsin Scholarship Organization announced that Kyleen Spawnbauer is Miss Wisconsin 2022. Congrats. If you're looking to watch some sports, Badger Bowl time, football team will close out its season tonight, taking on Oklahoma State in the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix. A little bit warmer there than here, although I have to say, feels a little bit nicer out there as the week goes on. And if you unwrapped it, you faked that you liked it, and now you want to take it back, you're not alone. A new report predicts consumers will return more than $1.4 billion in holiday orders. The survey by software company Salesforce says that's a 57% increase over 2021. U.S. online sales were also up 5% at $245 billion. The report noted that part of the uptick could be from consumers who purchased gifts earlier this year, then repurchased them later for a better discount. I'm Mark Mayfield. He's the gift that everybody wants, though. We return to the barn with Bob Bosold and your Midwest Farm Show right here on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. And again, how do you return all those gifts that are, you know, ship people, you know, get them? Through the mail, online, Amazon, Pride, UPS, FedEx. It's got to be a challenge when you don't buy it locally, but uh, it's uh, it's an industry that uh, is growing by leaps and bounds, no question about it. Almost a quarter to six at Wax. We've got uh, six degrees right now. We'll get about 23 by Thursday. We'll have some folks in the area looking at right around 40 and maybe a little rain in the precipitation. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll get to markets in just a few moments, but again, as we look at our farm calendar, not much going on, obviously, this week. It's a down week, as it always is. But coming up right after the first of the year, a big one that's been always a busy, busy conference. And if you're looking for your ag lender, your ag banker on January 5th, the chances are from around this area, they're going to be at the 40th Annual Western Wisconsin Ag Lenders Conference. And if you are an ag lender and you haven't registered for this yet, you have until tomorrow, Wednesday, December 28th is the enrollment deadline. But uh, this is going to be, this is an ongoing conference. It's always been a very well-attended conference by ag lenders in our area, both uh, the commercial and the government lenders, uh, you know, the uh, ag finance people. 40th Annual Western Wisconsin Ag Lenders Conference, and it's uh, crop market outlook will be there, dynamics of carbon markets, the dairy market outlook. Also, the uh, Livestock Market Outlook, Brenda Botel from over at uh, UW-River Falls, and Bill Halfman, who is now Extension Beef Outreach Specialist in the state, will all be there. Crop Input Challenges and uh, just a, a good conference. 40th Annual Western Wisconsin Ag Lenders Conference. It is January 5th out at uh, 29 Pines, which is easy to find out. Uh, Claremont Avenue, County T extends out there when you get the. Highway 29, it's right there. You can't miss that. Also coming up shortly after the first of the year, Beef Quality Assurance Certification Meetings are scheduled, and uh, one of those will be January 14th at El Norteño's Mexican Grill right on Highway 29 there at Curtis. That'll start at 9.30 in the morning. So, again, some uh, some meetings coming up after the first of the year, but nothing this week. Enjoy it. Get out and do your chores. We're going to have some markets coming up. We've got six degrees looking for 23. Partly cloudy today. Should be a nice day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get at it. See what happened Monday at the sale barns around the area. The equity Sparta first and uh, find out what happened over there at Sparta. Here's the boss. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 151 to 160. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 140 to 150. The dairy cross steers 130 to 145. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 130 to 138. Topping out at 138 and a quarter. Choice and select Holstein steers 119 to 129 with the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 118 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows 75 to 85 with colors and utilities. 58 to 73 with the low yielding and canner cows, 57 and down. Organic market today with results from the December 26th sale. With a lower market with most organic cows bringing 77 to 92 with the thin and small organic cows, 56 to 76. With the organic steers and heifers, 105 to 115. Bull market steady with most bulls, 80 to 90. With the thin, full and bulls over a ton discounted at 79 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 70 to 140. The quality Holstein heifer calves, 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves, 2 bucks to 320 with the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday. December 28th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Aim and Equity Lives like in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets on a full marketing week as we go over to Equity Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. And, uh, Jerry, what's, uh, what's your thermometer say this morning? Uh, well, just look before 7 degrees. All right, so it's going to warm up into the 20s, maybe 40 by Thursday. That might be a chance for you to uh, wash your long handles. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we don't want to leave them out there hanging too long, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that freeze-drying isn't what it's all cracked up to be when you got to put them back on, that's for sure. But again, uh, full marketing week over at your sale barn as well, right? That is correct. Really, no changes at all. About, uh, I guess, about the only change we have would be there. There will be uh, no Sunday drop off on New Year's Day. Okay. And the calf markets, you expect those to be weak again this week, or what? Yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to kind of wait and see how it goes. Probably, I think the the cold weather was really a, a main factor last week. Yeah, it really is, and that's changing a whole lot. That's for sure. Well, get us started. What happened yesterday at Stratford? 
I'll do that, Bob. Thank you. And a good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the cow market. Um, the high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows yesterday selling from 70 to 76 and a half. Most of the cows yesterday selling between 50 and 70, thinner cows below the $50 money. Uh, fat cattle on a lighter test yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers, uh, selling mostly from a dollar twenty-three to a dollar forty-two. Uh, select grading cattle a dollar twenty and below. Bull market to open up the week. Better quality bulls are selling from eighty-three to ninety-four. Lighter weight bulls eighty-two and below. Now on the calf market yesterday, uh, a somewhat better market on the bull calves yesterday as compared to the end of the week last week. Better quality bull calves seventy-five up to one seventy. Pepper calves, fairly limited demand, 30 and below. Beef calves, uh, selling from 125 up to 280. And uh, regular marketing week continues here in Stratford. Our Tuesday auction starts at 10 this morning with the hay and bedding sale. 11 o'clock, we move to the market auction, and that will include organic market cattle today, followed by the conventional market cattle. And Wednesday and Thursday auctions, as usual this week. Peter cattle tomorrow will be a noontime start. Just want to mention uh, next week on Wednesday, January 4th, we will have a special bread beef cow sale, and we already have bread beef cows for that sale next week. So, folks, if you got any questions on the marketing schedule, just call us here, 715-687-4101. And, Bob, that's what we have this morning. We'll uh, back here tomorrow morning, update today's activity, and uh, you have enough uh, Christmas goodies to last the whole week? Yep, I'm getting to the end of it. You're going to stay up and watch Wisconsin and Oklahoma State and the guaranteed rate bowl out in Phoenix tonight? Jimmy Leonard's last game as a Badger coach? Uh, no, I will not. It'll be it'll be replayed tomorrow morning somewhere anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be a smart one. Get a good night's sleep. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you, Bob. You also. Bye now. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. As uh, we look at the markets this morning here on Wax, brought to you by Synergy Cooperative. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, markets brought to you by Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland this morning. And the markets were higher yesterday, this cold weather across the country, making making things tough. And the prices went higher yesterday and overnight. March corn up 5 to 6 cents overnight, 6.66 a bushel. Oats up nine at three sixty three. March wheat up thirteen at seven seventy six. March soybeans up twelve overnight, fourteen eighty four. And meal up three dollars a ton at four hundred fifty one dollars and thirty cents. Looking at other prices uh, at the country elevators, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls corn is six oh eight. Soybeans fourteen nineteen today at Connorsville. The corn is six oh eight. The beans at fourteen oh nine. On the DTN screen at Baldwin, corn is six twenty one. Soybeans fourteen oh seven. Duran six twelve and fourteen oh one at Bondovi. Corn six twenty three. Beans fourteen oh six. Elmwood six twenty one and fourteen eleven. At Fall Creek, the corn is six oh three. The beans thirteen eighty six. Osseo six twenty six and fourteen eleven. Out at Elk Mound, the corn is six fourteen. Beans fourteen oh nine. Sparta six oh nine and thirteen eighty seven. At Ellsworth five ninety one and the corn thirteen fifty seven. And the beans at the ethanol plants today. Boyceville corn six forty. Stanley six twenty eight. New Richmond six twenty five. Barrel cheese up three and a half yesterday. One seventy nine and a half. Blocks up a nickel at two twelve and a quarter. Butter down eight at two thirty nine and a half. The class three prices, December was down two at twenty fifty three, January up twenty one at nineteen forty six, February up fifteen at eighteen sixty seven, March and April both up two cents, March at eighteen sixty three, April up eighteen ninety nine, and prices were mixed out through next fall. Once again, some uh Better weather than last week coming our way. Doesn't take much to be better than last week, does it? Partly cloudy, 23 today, 35 tomorrow, 39 on Thursday. Some folks going to see 40 on Thursday. New Year's weekend, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, temperatures in the mid-30s. So get out and enjoy it. It's a shank of the day, baby. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.